I've been experimenting with how to like noise remove and mix the podcast. Last week's wasn't super great, so I apologize about that. But I'm getting better. I don't. You know what? I just noticed it's, it's, all, it's always louder. Experience. It's always louder and always sounds better. So I'm always like, eh, sounds good to me. I think it's always an louder yeah. and always better. Always sounds better. I'm always yes. like, sounds better than I what it was. I just wanted to constantly get louder. No, no. I want just <laughs> Every I'm week, droning. one decibel. Yeah. Until it's just a brick. Just a brick of noise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me... We all aspire to get to the almighty brick. I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going live. All right. The, uh, what, I, what I didn't expect and really should have thought about is that now that we're recording three separate tracks... It basically triples the room noise if you just mix them all together. Hell yeah! So yeah, actually, Kriken, your room is astoundingly quiet. I'm sure it is compared to um, compared to ours, right. Lawrence. Man, ours yeah, ours is the worst. That makes me feel good. Should yeah, I try Kriken, to make it louder for you. Yeah, if you could, that would help okay. with the brick <laughs> project. Brick is what we're gonna <laughs> call it. Brick. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Kriken. I don't I don't know what you did, but your your audio is astounding. It's very high, very good quality and also super isolated. Wow. Well, consider me uh, charmed for this podcast. You get a plus one to all charisma rolls. Uh, yes! Anything that you say towards me. That's how you do it, Bruce. You got to work the DM. Mm-hmm. Wait, I who's the, the DM? Yeah, the who's the DM? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Craigan's the leader. I forgot. Wait, the PM, the podcast master. <laughs> <laughs> no, I relinquish my title. And the first oh. one that says mine gets it for today. Mine. What? Oh, wait, oh, I, don't okay. know. I wasn't sure what to do. Am I supposed to say? Am I supposed no, to say wanted it. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure. I, I mean, I don't really necessarily want it, but I was gonna try to trick you, Bruce. I'm gonna be like, give me your best, uh, give me your best Finding Nemo seagull impression. <laughs> mine. Mine. There it is. Come on, okay, Craig. Bruce's responsibility. You don't, you don't know the seagull impression, Craig? I no, I know. Just a kind of a weird thing, like. <laughs> Seems like an obvious joke that you're setting up. But hey, I'm sorry. I just uh, I expected more of you, Lawrence. Craig, oh no, I'm. Kraken always says that. I, uh, he always says he expects more of us. But then, when I play games <laughs> with him, like play Sea of Thieves, he's like, "Yar, I'm a pirate. Yar, 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 yar." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I get it. I know you're a pirate. He's, there's never any to, spin on that. It's just a pirate." Is it bad? Oh, yes, there's spin on it. Last time we played Sea of Thieves, I was a fish. Remember? He wasn't Lawrence. He never said. He never did or said anything that it was a fish. He just but called I mean, himself a fish. I was a, I was a, I was a fish yeah. that became a pirate. I kept trying to ro- role play with him, Lawrence, and it didn't work because he wouldn't be. He wouldn't do fish things. I didn't know I was a fish. It, it's part of my backstory, and the fact that you kept ignoring that is frankly power game. <laughs> so, so wait. Let me hold on. That last thing you said was very important, Kraken. You were yeah. role playing a character that forgot their entire backstory. My character. <laughs> it's not. Amnesia. It's not. It's not fair because then I have to fill it in. <laughs> yeah. Then that's not a character at all. I told them all going into the show, my character is a fish, but doesn't know that they're a fish. So please work with me on that. And they all said okay. And then Bruce kept saying, "Oh, but you're a fish." And then my guy would go, "What?" And that was. <laughs> and then the bit ends. <laughs> yeah, that was the literal end of the bit because I was like, "Yeah, you're a fish. Don't you remember?" And I re- well, I, would you believe? Would you believe the first person that tells you you're a fish? I, here's the thing. I told you over the course of four hours like ten times. I know. <laughs> it would probably take ten times to finally sink in that you're actually a fish. Did it sink in eventually that, that you were a fish? Yeah, it didn't change my roleplay, though. I was just a pirate. Damn it! I had a new identity. Crank it! Crank it! You're son of a bitch! I didn't do this! Oh, shit. Oh, okay. This is not an ad at all, but you get six months of Spotify for being in Game Pass? 
I didn't know that. Wait, really? If you do Xbox Game yeah. Pass, you you get six months of yeah. Spotify? I guess so. It's right there. Oh, that's a really good deal. Cool. Ah, Xbox. Hey, speaking of Xbox, how about that PlayStation Five? Huh? Well, hold on. Oh, Unreal. Let me, let me scroll down to the video so we can play it. Man, Lawrence cannot wait to jump into that game talk. Game. I love video games, dude. Game this is why I'm here. Game talk is awesome. <laughs> if if uh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, due to my uh, crippling self-esteem problems, if we're not talking about video games, I feel not validated. Uh-oh. Uh, I feel I feel like I'm floating in the ether, like a fish that forgot his backstory. I knew he was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that fish. <laughs> yeah. It was just going there, wasn't it? Anyway. Yeah, we don't have to. I don't know, and You want to talk about... What do you want to talk about? Um... Wait no, Bruce is the PM. I'm sorry. I've got yeah, I've got the video up. Let's we'll watch it. Let's watch it. I'm really so. All right, let's watch so here's it. the here's the thing. I only I've only covered a little bit. So I was kind of, I wanted you guys to sort of talk more about it because I watched just tiny little snippets of it on Twitter on Twitter, but I never actually watched the entire video. And it looked great, but it didn't look like anything that I was like. It does does this advance like PC gaming? Because PC gaming is already pretty far ahead. So I don't know. I, that and go. Yes. <laughs> The answer, Bruce, is yes. Okay, all right, all right. The world done changed, my man. All right. Why? I'm cracking. What do you think? Well, I mean, the <laughs> engine, the engine would apply to both PC and PS5, and you know, assuming the next Xbox generation too. So, like, the engine itself is the announcement. Um, like, the PS5 footage is like, oh, the hardware can run something that looks this good. Oh, which got is, it. Okay. I think impressing, but it's not that all PS5 games look like this. It's like. Oh, Unreal Five looks like this, and you know the new PlayStation can run Unreal Five. Yeah, I mean Unreal so, Five, we all knew was coming. Um, yeah, but uh, so it just looks heckin' sweet so, if you look at it. Yeah, no, also, I mean, it always does. This, these, these tech demos, especially Unreal, all, has always looked great yeah. every time they come out with a new engine. But I mean, like, but I guess it sounds like the announcement was more that the PS Five can do it. Is that is that the is that the big yeah, deal? Yeah, that's that was my read on it. Um, I mean, yeah, since this is a tech demo. The other thing is, like, most games will not look like this just because you've obviously tech demos, all of their effort goes into making it look right like vertical slice style much better than anything else. Um, but then you'll get the, the few kind of, you know, ones that have incredibly long development cycles and have the ability to, like, a Red Dead or something like that. So, you know, those will look like this, right? I'm sure. Right. Uh, but in general, yeah, I don't know. What, what's your take, Lawrence? Well, um, I, I crack and you're absolutely right. And tech, tech demos don't have to be games um, because if you look at the tech demo, like there's some parts of it that could be a video game, but there's a lot that can't just because, you know, like UI and like there's times where like things pass in between the camera and the player, which is really disorienting if you're actually playing the game. There's just a lot of things that can't actually be gameplay. Um, it's also just like a really pretty hallway. So it's not it's not a video game. It's a tech demo. Mm. Um, but uh, Craig, to your point about how like uh, devs may not have the time or, or the focus to create such pretty blinking lights and all that, um, the tools that they talked about in Unreal Engine Five are actually super exciting because they're more geared towards the developer mm. workflow and how uh, they can. There was a lot. I remember there was a ton of hand wringing when we went into Gen Seven, which is like Xbox 360, PS3 about how exponentially more expensive games were getting to make in HD because you had to hand hand draw everything, you had to hand make mm -hmm. everything, you had to do all the lighting. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like, uh, you know, whenever TVs went in HD, suddenly newscasters had to worry about their makeup a lot more because they didn't have the fuzz of like CRT to kind of wash everything over. 
Similar deal with video games. When it's in HD, you had to have high-resolution assets. They all had to look really good. They all had to play well together. You had to have all this geometry, and it all had to be sculpted by hand. Um, what's really exciting about the two techs they talked about with Unreal 5, let's see, it was Lumen and Nanite. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Which so that sounds cool. like a Minecraft uh, block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny you mentioned Minecraft, because Nanite is, sounds like it's pretty inexorably tied to like what voxels tried to be. Mm -hmm. um, so Lumen is just global illumination that's free, basically. Um, I won't get too much in the weeds on that, but essentially it just means you can point the sun at something and it'll actually bounce around and propagate light in the, uh, in the space without a bunch of fine tuning. Mm -hmm. um, all you have to do is position the intensity and the, the direction of the light, which is super, super fast. Also, you don't have to like rebake all the lighting every time you change a light source, which oh, you typically huge. have to do. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, that's what they described. They, uh, and then the other thing, Nanite, was that basically they they found a way to use like cinema quality assets and port them directly into Unreal, and then Unreal will automatically determine LOD scaling and stuff like that. Wow. So you bring in, yeah, yeah. Uh, to to kind of put it in, I guess, more appreciable terms, you bring in like a three billion poly model or something like that you drop it in and the engine will automatically scale it to two million poly or something even less than that based on where it is and how visible yeah, it it's, is that's i mean i guess in like other terms would be you know flying into the atmosphere of a planet so from far away obviously things aren't loaded in detail but the actual planet looks good and the closer you get you know the the more detailed the actual like land or clouds or environment would actually get and it sounds like it does that to some degree on its own. You can kind of just go in and like find scale it because that that was a huge limiter of a lot of games in the past. Like entire, you know, companies were built around their new technology of being able to do something like that. So for that to be packaged within Unreal uh, is pretty crazy. Yeah. The uh, so um, I guess I guess to to kind of simplify, it, you're you're totally right, Kraken. Basically, there would be a full poly version of like let's say a character model that has maybe three million polygons in it and it looks really good. But you don't need all that detail when that character is like in a crowd of NPCs or really far away. So then developers would have to take that version of that model and make increasingly simpler versions of it so that the game engine had like uh, a low, medium, high quality to cycle in and out based on how visible yeah. it is. Mm. Apparently Unreal Engine 5 does that all the time automatically, algorithmically. Well, so developers no longer have to make multiple versions of the same asset. They just throw it in, and the engine does it all. I love that, but also, can I say that I'm actually more excited for the art that will come from a computer algorithm algorithmically de-resing a person? <laughs> because that means we, we get to get, like, you know, the nice model, and then, like, five stages of, like, you know, uh, loading away, it'll, like reduce them to like the six polygons <laughs> right. like like ghoul that like has its face stretched across like a 360 around its entire head i i'm excited for those I, that's gonna be a lot of fun i keep seeing pencil fluke in lawrence's chat say because they're a game artist and apparently pencil fluke saying it lets developers spend more time on the art side of development versus yeah. versus the technical you know technological and logistical side of it which is which is awesome yeah that's amazing that's true that's fantastic that's yeah. a lot of i mean Oh, that's real. I hadn't even thought about that. So basically, that means they're taking. I could see this as posing a problem for some engineers who specifically work in building art tools because it seems like they're trying to make that packaged within right. the program on its own. Right. Um, it's great for artists because now it means that you know 
when hiring a studio, you can hire more artists than you were going to hire engineers, specifically relating to the, you know, the art, the engineering of, of art tools. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that actually affects any studios like uh, team size and stuff. The- also, my follow-up question was, um, how is this going to affect Unity? Because uh, Unity and Unreal have been rivals for so long, and obviously Unreal, I mean, after Fortnite, I feel like has had a, a, an enormous step up. I've been wondering what Unity is going to kind of pivot into, because they've always going to be kind of like the indie, like the indie bastion. Um, but yeah, after seeing this and seeing that now they're only making it easier to make really high quality looking games. Uh, well, there was the other big announcement that Unreal will not take royalties on the first million dollars of revenue for any yeah. game. I mean, that's insane. That, this is, this is, that's another huge indie swipe this is, this, of being yeah. like, you get to keep all your money up to one million dollars. That, that, that's that's something that like Lawrence and I have been talking about for years when it comes to Epic because Epic, now that they're making billions of dollars on Fortnite, are trying. They're trying to like, uh, pardon the pardon the phrase, pay it forward to the developers because. They're, they're like, hey, you know what? We've, we're making tons and tons of money now, and now we can extend these courtesies to you guys through whatever it is, the Epic Game Store or now their, their engine, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I think that's fucking cool. I know everybody hates Epic, but yeah. I think that's rad. I, I agree. I also think that's the, the nice way of thinking about it. I think the more cynical way of thinking about it would be that they're trying to eat up all the market share. I mean, well, indies, of, of I course think, they are. are that's the, a, that's, but that's what business is. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah. You know, like... So, I mean... I, I don't know, I don't know if it's quite as like kind of magnanimous as like it's, we want to it's both. give back. Yeah, it's both to the. You think okay? I think it's I, both. I, I, I and that's what I thought with the Epic Game Store. It was like Epic Game Store was like we're going to give you a bunch of free games and all this other shit because we've got a ton of money to spare basically, um, mm-hmm. but also it's going to eat away at market share. That's what, in my opinion, that's that's just good business because then they're making. I agree. They're making it uh, like there, there's a huge advantages for developers that people want to make games. And also, like Lawrence said, they get to keep the first million bucks. I mean, that's I don't I, to me that doesn't that doesn't seem like a a lose lose for the developer. But I could I, I don't know. Yeah, I could be wrong. No, it is a win win. You're right. I don't know, Lawrence. What do you think? I, I the only concern is is that it just when somebody has that much momentum and then they parlay it into more momentum, mm-hmm. it basically means it's impossible for anyone else to compete. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's kind of what, that's bizarrely the space Unreal is in right now, is they are competing with, like, Steam in the terms of, in terms of digital distribution. In terms of engines, yeah, maybe competing with uh, Unity. Or internally made engines, because publishers don't want to pay <laughs> any money on the, the games they create. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting, because, like, with terms like that, and tech like that, I don't know how any company can come just out of nowhere and be like, yeah, we can, we can offer something more competitive than that. Um, that's the only thing that's like, it's kind of scary. Cause like you could, you could argue like if people say endlessly, we need a competitor to YouTube, but how, like, how can anyone even yeah. remotely compete with what YouTube has? Because they've been able to funnel Google money into it for a decade. Well, well so you're right. You're totally right. Lawrence. It's a, I, it, it takes years. It's like what happened with valve and, and steam. Cause like once valve hmm. and steam got some momentum, uh, no one could beat them. That was it. That was it. Was over. Yeah, and it, and it, it's just like yeah, and it, reinvesting to momentum. I think is a good way to put it. Yeah, well, but then it took it took Epic <laughs> releasing you know the biggest game of all time basically uh, right. in order to you need that lucky break. Yeah, to to even start to think to overtake Valve, which which is which is crazy. So yeah, which is why I guess I'm curious about Unity's role in all this because I think 
you know, competition is good. We're seeing that Valve has competition from uh, Unreal now, uh, but now Unreal doesn't have competition from Unity. So, you know, or th you know, it, I guess we'll, we'll we'll see. But from what I've seen, it looks like they're pulling ahead pretty substantially. So, either Unity has to pivot and make itself a new thing. Uh, some people were saying in chat that Unity is still, you know, used prim primarily for 2D games, mm. which is true. Unity 2D is, I think, better than Unreal in terms of the you know tools it has. Uh, but like I don't know, it feels like a small market share. To like, we're only going to be the game engine for two D games, and even then, there's like ton of tons of other options, like Game Maker and uh, you know a bunch of other stuff. So, hmm. yeah, I, I, who who makes Unity? What's the company that is it? Just Unity? Is that is it like the, our own company or? Uh, I I don't know if they have a parent company. Because um, huh. I don't. I, what what are the major engines, Lawrence? Like I know that obviously there's Frostbite, like IdTech. Yeah. But those there's yeah Frostbite, EdTech, Unity. Um, those are all proprietary gosh. though, right? I mean, like, like Frostbite. Well, yeah, Frostbite's EA, right? Yeah, a lot of those are are owned by a studio and only used by that studio for their games. Uh, the ones that are open to other developers is like Unity, Unreal, Game Maker, um, and the rest I RPG Maker. RPG Maker is another one. Hmm. Yeah, that's the big one. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that just makes business sense. If you're a publisher, you want to keep as much of your money in your pocket as you can. Right. That's why EA has their own digital distribution apps. Why Ubisoft does because if they can sell it through that storefront, they don't have to pay Valve thirty percent. And then like, there's just tons of bites of the pie because if you're licensing your engine too, then there might be an agreement where they get ten percent of all revenue, and it's just slices keep getting chopped off, and then you're not left with much money in the end. Um, I'm curious though. Uh, forgive the the pivot of subject matter. Please do. How do you? Because because we were kind of discussing the business implications of it all. How do you guys feel as g gamers about this? Because we had the like Series X showcase, which I was into just for the variety of software on display. I was like, cool. This is just kind of a sampler platter of what to expect in the next year or two. But this is more like, okay, here's maybe something a little closer to the transformative experience we typically expect from generational leaps. Uh, do you guys feel like? You're excited for new consoles now, or just? It, I know that you, we are all a little more PC focused, but mm -hmm. are you excited for for like? Because when new gen consoles come out, the kind of tech spec for all games sort of gets pu punched up a bit. Mm -hmm. Has this made you excited for the next five years of video games? Sure, Kraken. Oh yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I have a. I'm I'm like Kraken, where I'm like, yeah, but the the thing that. I watched because I watched this thing. Yes, it looks absolutely gorgeous. I'm super excited about all the back end uh, advantages for developers. But to me, I don't see anything that looks like it's. It looks like a uh, what an iterative step and not necessarily an exponential step. Um, mm -hmm. And to me, the only exponential step that I have seen so far in video games is Half Life Alex uh, in terms of the, mm -hmm. in terms of VR, um, hmm. because that that in my opinion was actual innovation on a platform that hadn't really seen any innovation yet really um so unless there's something in this tech demo that i am totally missing and by the way i'm not a developer obviously this is just me watching gameplay and being like yeah it looks fucking awesome i can't wait to play it but but to me it's like press triangle all right cool got it mm -hmm. press triangle got it yeah i mean like i know i know that that works and it, and, it, and it will look great when i play it but it won't necessarily be the transformative experience that half-life alex was for me um, Boneworks too, same deal, uh, because it's basically the same tech. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, so it's, so it doesn't look anything like, um, an exponential leap. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, like that doesn't bother me. I'm still excited to, to 
to try it out because it's going to look awesome. Um, I don't know. I I I think that's a good you know take. I I think the only thing I would say is that like this definitely this presentation was entirely art focused versus like Alex is more you know medium being VR and mechanics and uh, physics system focused. So it's hard to tell like, you know, the physics system possible than Unreal in like this pre-rendered video. Uh, but the way that the art has been rendered and the way that they are describing how that pipeline goes, I think that is pretty game changing um, in terms of like, if it is as, uh, you know, prepackaged as they say, uh, we could see a lot of games pulling this off. So at the start of the podcast, I said, this is great for a tech demo, but don't expect other stuff to look like this. If a lot of what they said is true, you know, theoretically that could start to go the other way. I, again, we don't know how easy it is until developers start releasing games of their own on Unreal 5, but I think it could lead to a, a whole new, you know, set of games. I also would love to see this in a more stylized tone because this went for like, realistic-ish with like a little bit more fantasy, you know, vibe. But I want to see what like you can do with like stylized art in this sort of engine. It'd be really cool. Uh, Lawrence, are you excited? I am. Um, I, I agree, Bruce, I agree with what a lot of you said is that this demo, I mean, th I think this demo was for developers, right? Um, so yeah, a lot of what they talked about, Craig, in your point was, I think meant to take the heart attack away from making 4K games for devs. It's like, hey, hey, don't worry. <laughs> We're making tools to make it so you don't have to hire an entirely other department just to manage the flow of assets. Uh, so it is possible that with a 200-person team, they can still make games that still punch up to that production value. Hmm. Um, I think that, yeah, the, the demo itself, though, you're right. Never use technology in a gameplay sense. To the, to the extent that they even have the, like, turn to the side and inch through a narrow space to let the textures load in the next room. <laughs> yeah. um, we're supposed to not have that anymore, right? That's the whole point of <laughs> solid states and everything is that you don't need those unreal hallways of like the two fingers to the ear and the slow walk to, uh, to spool up the next room of textures. So that was, that was odd to me. And then the final sequence, the flying, could theoretically be like texture streaming coming really fast. Mm. It's supposed to be what that is, but there's, there's no way that's gameplay. Um, yeah. Not even theoretically is that gameplay, that, or unless it's like a, just a hold up to make cutscene play sequence. So that's kind of where my head is at. It's like, yeah, I'm really excited to see games that look like this, but I'm still sort of, kind of like Bruce, like you said with Half-Life Alex, still waiting for the game that uses that technology to make an entirely new gameplay type or gameplay experience. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm reminded of uh, the game, the game that was that for me when we went up to HD was a Dead Rising, which actually hit pretty early. Ooh. But that was a game that had like tons of AI zombies that relied on yeah. more computational power. Mm -hmm. And it used that, that cloud of AI people as a gameplay mechanic. Navigating around these huge swarms of, of brain-dead zombies was, was the game. Um, so that was like, okay, we have this new tech, let's use it to create a new kind of game. Um, I mean, it, you know, it's still survival horror or whatever, but... Um, yeah, so I'm curious what that's going to look like on next gen, or, or what kind of game we'll get that uses that uses it in a more novel way than just there's no loading screens anymore, which is still fine. Um, but you know, I've been on solid state on PC for a while, so that's that's rarely been an issue. The the rumor was for this, and it may not even be a rumor, maybe true that this was playable, it's supposed to be playable at GDC, but GDC didn't happen. 
So this was mm-hmm. this was an actual video game. It's not not necessarily only cinematics, but it is absolutely a tech demo. It's a you know it's a ten minute tech demo, so you can play through that, which is cool. Um, but it's not a seven hour video game that is exactly this. And I'm sure they'll get there. You know, like that's uh, they're probably already doing it um, with the uh, you know mm-hmm. specific titles. Um, not maybe not Last of Us two, but like the the next generation after that or Uncharted seven or whatever. Um, so. It's it's cool. I, I don't get me wrong. I, I think this is again more for developers, um, just like when PS Five did their uh, Mark Cerny seven hour talk, like that that <laughs> that was for developers too. That wasn't for us, you know. Like that was for people to be like excited about their about developing. It wasn't for the uh, the game playing public. So yeah. I'm excited. I mean, like, I think it looks, looks great. Yeah, I'm curious if if slash when. Sony, Sony finally does their more like consumer focused PR stuff. I'm wondering what that'll look like. Um, Sony tends to be pretty austere yeah. when they do like uh, stuff. So maybe it'll be like a state of play thing where it's just they show off four or five games and, and that's that. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what those are. Um, who knows when that's going to hit, man? I, I, there's something about like, and maybe this is another discussion we can get into. But we're, I think we're starting to see the effects of what an E3-less summer looks like, which is that on given days, we just wake up and there's a shiny present on the internet for us. Uh, you know, it's like the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, thing. They just, they're like, hey, let's just announce it. Fuck it. Um, kind of the same thing with Unreal Engine 5. It's all of these announcements that probably would have been stacked up in like blog posts that have 18 hyperlinks all going to stories that you barely have time to read. Now it's you have like a whole day or two to kind of... <laughs> kind of savor uh some video gamey thing oh that's kind of neat um i don't know that it necessarily is you know it's obviously not the same as as gorging yourself on video game stuff for a week but i don't i like this i, no, I don't mind this I, I, I do too i uh i also think we're seeing a lot of um like uh semi missteps for marketing so like mm. like the xbox thing where they're like we're gonna show xbox series x gameplay and then everybody watching was like what the fuck there's no, there's no <laughs> gameplay here. Um, oh, yeah. I missed, I missed that entire thing. Can, can you like catch me up and like? It's a bunch of know, so it's a, minutes. it's a bunch of games you'd never heard of, and mm-hmm. they showed. I mean, I think maybe there were one or two games in what was it, ten or twelve, maybe Lawrence that they showed. Mm-hmm. That one or two where they showed a few seconds of gameplay, and it couldn't, yeah. it maybe, it may not have even been gameplay. It may have just been in-engine stuff. So, it was a bunch of just random shit. Uh, and it didn't feel like, and I was like, why are they doing this at 8 a.m.? And then I, re- I now I know why, um, because it was kind of like this, their first foray into it, and a bunch of people um, just were like, this, "There's no gameplay here. I don't know why they did this." So I think they've learned that lesson now, um, and maybe maybe Sony did to a lesser extent with the Mark Cerny talk. Uh, oh my God, that's actually or, fascinating. So you're saying, I mean, Killzone Two a million years ago, right? That was both, Sony's like yeah. gameplay, yeah. Thing. So both. Sony and Microsoft tried to do their own press conference because E3 isn't a thing now and like just didn't know how to message it to the public and didn't know the tone to take with it. I mean, I don't think so. Normally what they would do, like Lawrence was talking about, is they'd cram all of this into one press conference. So they would have an hour and a half to talk about all of their technology and all of their and then all of their business and all of their video games. But now they can roll it out however they want. And they're probably thinking to themselves, this is great because we can just drip feed it to the audience and the audience will just eat it up. Well, no, that's not what happens. <laughs> because they used to have to be 
Uh, they used to have to optimize their press conferences, and they don't have to do that anymore. Now it's just like, hmm. here's another video. You'll you you fuckers will eat it. So um, <laughs> it was about an hour. Right? Yeah, it was about an hour. Yeah, I watched the entire thing. Kraken, it's it's worth watching. Just it is. Yeah. If nothing else, then it's just it's just a showcase of kind of more double A tier games coming out in the next uh, next six to nine months because we bleep, like we're in a kind of a weird no man's territory in regards to releases right now like we know some of the fall releases there's like cyberpunk and valhalla but we don't know all the big stuff like we don't know what call of duty's coming yet mm-hmm. and stuff like that i don't know why that my mind went there usually they announce it around this time so uh everyone's sort of everyone's sort of holding their cards on next gen because i think everybody's waiting for everyone else to announce timelines so we, people can start figuring out when things are going to come out so it's worth watching just to see a bunch of games get announced because it's been a while since that's happened um, but yeah, it's not a lot of gameplay, like they said. And it's certainly not the best uh, first look at their next console. It, it really isn't, and it's it, to me, it just reeks of again. They, these these companies, both Microsoft and Sony, are going to be like, oh, they're going to love this shit because it's just some, it's new. We haven't shown anything, so they're going to love it. And mm-hmm. that's not what happened. So they, uh, if they had come out, man, I wish they'd come out strong with their first, because. Now everyone's going to expect something bad the second time around. So I feel like Bruce, uh, to what you were saying about Sony, like they did their PlayStation Five video in lieu of GDC, which we can assume was more targeted for developers. I feel like Microsoft Showcase was more targeted for their third-party partners. Yeah, yeah. Of being like, hey, we're actually going to promote you guys this time around. Like we look at it, we made a whole video just showing non-Microsoft games. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so to that regard, I feel like that was kind of the point of that showcase, why they would label it gameplay. And I don't know, maybe they felt like this whole conference isn't tuned enough or won't interest. I don't know. What, I don't know what the thinking was on that. But to me, that that whole thing was felt, felt like more of a play to make their partners happy and have faith in the Microsoft or Xbox ecosystem. Yeah. And then than it was to uh, convince people to make a purchase. And well, and then marketing got a hold of it and they're like well how are we going to market it and they're like well it's the first xbox series x gameplay right so let's do let's do that and then they put Mm. that out and everybody got upset so lawrence i think you're totally right i think that's what initially it was intended for but if they had if they hadn't marketed it and instead just been like hey this is just for our partners these are games that are are not triple a titles that we're going to release on xbox series x it should it would have been way better versus you know, first gameplay of Xbox Series X, where everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, Halo Infinite!" I was like, no, right? Not yeah. anywhere near it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's it is really interesting to see all these new, all these companies trying new things. Whereas Nintendo, I saw somebody in my chat say like Nintendo's had practice with the Directs for years, so they, mm. they've gotten better and better. I mean, I don't remember what the first Directs were like. Do you? Does anybody? Mm, I do. Oh, you do? They weren't great. Yeah, I, I mean, I. I remember them being pretty good right off the bat, right? Really? Am I wrong about that, Kraken? I swore they were like... Um, <clears throat> I guess maybe it was in lieu of having a uh, an E3 presence, and so that kind of colored the perception of it. But I seem to remember the first ones being a lot of talking and not a lot of showing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then they've gotten better and better at that. But And they've like <sighs> had more fun with it. I think it was like really official and like like kind of corporate feeling originally but the later ones have felt more like in universe and playful um coming for you Bruce. i'm almost positive there is a literal car chase outside of my outside of my window because i've heard i heard helicopters i've heard now i want to say 10 sirens drive by my house i am 
pretty positive there is a real-life Los Angeles car chase going down my goddamn street. <laughs> Let me check Twitter. Jeez, fucking man. Just all the fucking time over here. Anyways. Uh, uh, I follow a Twitter account specifically for tweeting out car chases in Los Angeles. Yeah, no, I know you do. I know you love car chases, Lance. <laughs> They're so good, man. Uh, this is such an L.A. thing. I didn't know before I moved here. But yeah, live broadcasting car chases is, a, is an L.A. staple. Absolutely, yeah. It totally is. Damn it. Uh, all's quiet over here. Maybe they haven't picked it up yet. All right, well, maybe. Yeah, there was a nice car chase last night. Some dude was buzzing around the valley. Maybe it was just uh, maybe a cat got stuck in a tree. I don't know. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know in my neighborhood. Um, do, the, do those do those tweets, Lawrence, end with like, and then they got him, or like, what is, <laughs> what is the arc of a of a car chase on Twitter? There's some there's some pretty fierce editorializing from whomever runs that account for sure. Really? Um, they'll basically like yeah they'll provide running commentary about how stupid the person is and uh, like if they pull into a dead end uh, like mm -hmm. they'll be just be monstering on them on Twitter until they get caught. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate that the person in, involved seems to enjoy the uh, the chase as much as all the all the viewers do, which I hope you would have to <laughs> yeah. to be uh, to run an attentive account like that. Um, is that a rug? What? It... No, that's for outside. Oh, okay. Stephanie just carried in a giant tube of fabric. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, new, new rug. I don't know what to expect anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wash my hands. Oh. We're back. All right. They're coming back. Uh, coming back on you. Yeah, I I don't. Have we seen anything from the next gens that has made it exciting? I mean, I don't. I feel. I certainly don't know. That's, that's a good. Not yet. Um, I mean, apart from maybe the Unreal Engine Five demo or just flying through the world of Spider-Man very quickly, um, we haven't really seen the like system sellers or the showstoppers yet. So, not not yet. No. Um, but you know, I'm. I'm a sucker for it, so I'm always excited to just plunk down a bunch of money and buy a box that I won't use for a year or two. Because um, that's kind of what next-gen always is. Uh, it is. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. It totally I'm, is. I'm, I'm mostly excited because uh, like the way things are now and the way Microsoft is supporting multiple platforms, I know that like I'm going to get to enjoy all that stuff on PC anyway, um, which is awesome. And then for PlayStation 5... Who really knows uh, what their launch titles are going to be? I feel like Sony. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sony Sony platforms always take a minute to get off the ground. Um, PlayStation Two didn't launch with much. Did four? PlayStation Three didn't launch with much. Four launched with what was it? They had Killzone Shadowfall. It was pretty solid. Um, Rezo Gun was fun. Uh, second was Infamous Second Son launch or was it close to launch? That game was sick. Oh, yeah, that, I like that game a lot. Was it the Order launch? The Order 1886? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That was basically their version of Rise. I wouldn't say 1886 was like a... Oh, yeah, Rise. <laughs> I forgot about Rise. Oh, my like God. <laughs> that, was the, that was the Gladiator? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. on Xbox. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, it had Knack. So, Knack. Uh, it was, oh, yeah, Knack. Was, <laughs> yeah, Second Son was launch window. So, like, I remember f for the early days of PS4... Like, I, I actually really enjoyed Killzone Shadowfall uh, and Resogun, and that was basically all I played. And then I just, the PS4 gathered dust until Second Sun came out, played through that, and you know. So I don't know. Um, I guess it, for me it depends if PS5 is going to have some backwards compatibility, compatibility stuff. I really like the way Microsoft does it, where 
you download an original Xbox game on a One X and it runs at 1080p mm. 60. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I'm excited to see uh, when the Series X comes out how like Xbox One games or even 360 games will look. I think it. I remember every time I would get a computer upgrade, you know, I'd re-download Crisis and see how it runs now. Um, I think that'll be a fun thing to do for like the first night of the Series X. But man, apart from that, who knows? Who knows what what those systems are going to be doing? Why? Why? What's the problem? Like, I don't understand why they can't develop good launch titles for launching consoles. What? Just what is it? The hardware is it, yeah. up in the air. You have to make a, a number of very fundamental <laughs> design decisions about games three years before they land. Oh, uh, yeah. all right. So you, a lot of a lot of next gen games will just sort of kind of target something and pray that the actual system is somewhere near there, and they can make a bunch of educated decisions. But if they're off on anything one way or the other, it just doesn't land right. Yeah, Either it looks like crap and millions of dollars, you know, that you <laughs> mm-hmm. you miss. Uh, like I mean, the dev tools are, are in infancy and you just don't know well, anything. Someone brought up Breath of the Wild. I mean, that's a bit different because that is a first party game on a first party console. So there they were there was already full knowledge of what was being developed. Well, that was launch. Both hardware wise. It was launch. Yeah. But also uh, and it was cross platform. That's right. It was cross platform. And it was also switch. Switch was is kind of trash. It is cross platform. It's, it's kind of a trash <laughs> system in the sense that like the no, no, I'm not talking about the gameplay. I, lo- I love this. I play switch literally every day. But I'm talking about in terms of its tech specs. It's not like something that is like super revolutionary. Sorry, Kraken, it's not. Um, it's like a, it's a 720p. It's a tablet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it has good game. It, I like uh, game. unbelievable games that I constantly play. But mm-hmm. I have Animal Game, Animal Game, Marbella, and Turnip. I, I, did you remember Animal Game Turnip, Bruce? Yes, Animal Game Turnip. I played almost every day since it's come out. <laughs> Me too, Bruce. And you don't like it? <laughs> no, I'm, I said I like it a lot. Bruce, Breath of the Wild is probably my favorite game of I'm all sorry, time. I'm sorry, Bruce, you are canceled. But the Switch, in terms of uh, technologically, is not a, a crowning achievement for anybody. So, um, so yeah, I think that's probably why they were able to hit Breath of the Wild in terms of uh, launch. But hey, it was really smart on Nintendo's Bruce. part. Yes. I disagree. Okay, yeah. Fundamentally. Yeah, please. Tell, tell. I just had to dismantle my Switch to repair it, and there were so many wires in there, man. You have no idea. <laughs> Wait, what, what? There's all kinds What'd of you chips. Have to do? How? You wouldn't believe, dude, how many wires they fit in that thing. That thing there's, is complex. There's so many wires, bro. Wait, um, what did you have to repair it? So, what happened? I, I am still living with the ghost of trying to work out aerobically while holding Switch Joy-Con. Um, <laughs> so, Kraken, I don't know if you ever... If you ever we're given the full story, but for a while, I've gone through phases of like, this is how I'm going to get skinny and ripped. And one of them was, uh, so Stephanie got a Peloton, um, which if you're not aware is a, a way to ride a bike, but also spend a lot of money while doing it. Mm. Um, so I would go in there and not use, well, I did, I did find a way to like get like Twitch running on the stupid Peloton tablet. Cause it's just an Android tablet. Anyway, um, I found <laughs> out that if you like, you can wedge the like switch tablet part, into a little portion of the bars, and then I would just bike while like playing oh, yeah. Octopath Traveler on my Joy-Con. Um, and uh, I sweat would roll down my arm and get oh, into no. the contacts oh, no. where the Joy-Con's supposed to click in and, and sync to the t- uh, Switch tablet. So it actually corroded the contacts, mm. and then after a while, it got it just got to where it would not like register that it was docked anymore. It got to where it wouldn't charge Ooh. anymore. Ooh. Or worse than every worse than all, it would just sort of spotty like click in and out which was real fun trying to play smash with a joy-con that kept disconnecting Oof. um so 
long, uh, like over the past year or so, as my Switch has slowly degraded in functionality, I've had to dismantle it all and replace the parts all the cart. Wow. Um, yeah, luckily you can buy OEM parts uh, like through eBay from China pretty cheaply. Um, but most recently, the worst part of all uh, kind of fundamentally broke the left rail on the tablet side. So I had to basically take the Switch itself apart um, yank out everything because the left rail cord is this ribbon cable that goes under everything. Hmm. Um, so that's real sweet. So yeah, I had to. I got really drunk on Saturday and took a, p- took my switch apart. <laughs> Why, um, why'd you do? <laughs> why'd you get drunk before doing it? Um, why not drunk? I don't know. It's after. It sounded more like he got drunk and decided to take. The uh, oh, oh, maybe that's what it was. I'm gonna take my switch apart. Let's get drunk. Maybe, it was. What was it, Lawrence? Oh, yeah. No, now my switch is taken apart. It was, yeah, it was ma- ma- basically that. I was like four cocktails in, and I was like, it's time! Oh. Because the part had shown up that day, too. Got it. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, it was it was a harrowing ordeal. Uh, I took it apart, reassembled it, and then it didn't turn on at all. So that was a pretty low moment. I had to dismantle it all again, check all of the ribbon cables, because like I said, there's a lot of wires in there. A ton of wires. You wouldn't believe the next-gen wiring they did. <laughs> um, and then it turned on, but the rail didn't work. And then I had to, like, mix and match parts from my previous rail with the new rail. Now I have a, like, for the first time in about two and a half years, I have a fully functioning switch. Really? The Joy-Cons, they connect. I, like, I can wiggle them back and forth in that dock and they don't disconnect. Uh, I can play Animal Crossing undocked outside whenever I want. Uh, So that's exciting. Anyway, long story short, man, there's a lot of wires in there. Uh, and, And chips. Both wires and chips. Both wires and chips. Yes, you yeah. told me they made this thing with wires and chips. They didn't pick one they, or the other. They got them both. They got Somehow. them both. Somehow they got them both. Have, well, Bruce, I hope you're proven wrong that this is actually a huge <laughs> step forward for consoles. I suspect that if you dismantled any Android tablet for the last ten years, I think you'd find a lot of wires and chips. No joke. God, if you could. Both of them. So <laughs> I think I think you'd find both of them. Mmm. No, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna I'm gonna put my t- decades of experience down not dismantling Android tablets, <laughs> and say probably just one or the other. Okay. I bet you pop that open and it's just like it's like a storage bin of Christmas lights. It's nothing but wires. <laughs> yeah. That's it. yeah, it's powered by magic. <laughs> <laughs> just a big knot of wires and hair, wires and hair. That's all that's in an Android tablet. Well, uh, guys, we've we figured it out. Lawrence has proven me wrong. The Nintendo Switch is truly a next gen console. Uh, that. I, you know what, I am. I feel ashamed and embarrassed that I would ever say it, such a thing as that it is basically just a reskinned Android tablet. Um, what, whatever happened to that Switch Pro we were supposed to get? Oh yeah, whatever happened to that Switch Pro? Why did we ever get that? We got the Switch Lite. Does anyone remember that? <laughs> we got the Switch Lite, and then we got the base Switch model with a bigger battery. So I think maybe that was the Pro was that it? somebody just took and ran with and didn't really understand. That's bullshit. I mean, I not, that it, not that it matters. They're selling switches for six, seven hundred dollars now, because they're all sold out, and you can't oh, yeah. you can't no, find them anywhere. Insane. Um, yeah, I just paid. I got one for my. Uh... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I just paid like three hundred fifty bucks for a Switch Lite. Um, yeah. yeah. What about you? I got I got uh, a Switch for my um, my parents, and luckily I had a fr- I had someone I could buy it off of. Um, but. Yeah, I, it was like it was tough going. They were going for like two times the price of the actual Switch. Crazy. Um, and I don't think I don't know if the Nintendo even makes that money or not. But oh no. Oh well, no. They they get the they get the original sale. They don't. Yeah, the, that's it. They don't get the markup. Um. 
Yeah, no, it's nuts. Uh, I, but I, I, I will say it is a great game to send to your, your family. Uh, by game, I mean uh, animal turnip game. Uh, <laughs> they, they love it. Um, and I, I have had many years trying to convince my family to try games, um, even once, and they all just like, ah, that's just his thing. He, he plays those video games all day. You know, he, he does his thing. Uh, that's not what we do. We're, we're, uh, we're civilized folk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, trust me, try the animal turnip game, and you will love it. Because we played the one on GameCube when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, yeah, even, like, my mother has, like, become completely enraptured by uh, the idea of, like, improving this island. She loves interior decorating, so she's, like, really gone hardcore into it. She's been, like, texting me about, like, turnip prices, and she just, I told her about turnip exchange, and earlier this week, she actually used it. Oh, my gosh. she went gosh. to Stranger's Island oh, and, no. like, sold her turnips and everything. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. So, I'm, I'm really uh, proud of them for dipping their toe in the water. And now they're like, what other games are like this? And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm Give starting to, uh, to Valley pass crack out some recommendations. What are, what are, what do you think is level two of your sinister plan? Uh, Breath of the Wild. Wow, you're going um, right to Breath of the Wild. Uh, for my sister. My sister okay. would appreciate right. that. My mom, I, I think Stardew Valley would be up her alley. Or maybe like Terraria or something like that? Yeah. True. Yeah. Terraria, I feel like... Yeah. Golf Story? I don't oh. know. I got to play Golf Story all the time. I don't think I ever play Golf Story. Yeah, what's Golf Story? Yeah? Golf oh, story? man. What's that? Golf Story is amazing. Um, so Golf Story, it's about golf. Uh, it's it's a it's a deeply like comical, uh, kind of open world RPG. Except it takes place in a world where everything has to do with golf. So, like, every problem someone has can be solved with golf, somehow. Um, and they, they do a really good job kind of working that into the narrative and being silly. So, uh, like, yeah, it has had uh, Anthrax Bees is correct, which is also a great name. Um, it's kind of similar to Mario RPG uh, oh. in terms of its, uh, its, like, tone. And I think it was even made by the same devs as an old Mario RPG game, like... Brownie Brown, maybe? I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting that. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I kind of throw that out because I feel like it's base humor and it's like uh, its art style is pretty appealing to people, but mm -hmm. that's just me. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was a big derail. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, like, I, I had never even heard of Golf Story, I don't think, so that's why I'm... Just galfing. That's all you got to do. Um, uh, so references no one's going to get. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Kraken, much too similar, very similar to your story, Autumn just bought her mom a switch and animal turnip and great um i know and she's i get to discover how she gets addicted to it i think once you've decided like basically once you're looking for an island to sell your turnips you're officially mm -hmm. officially stuck in animal <laughs> i i i admit i definitely sped that along when i first visited them when they had like just uh, tents i was like and here's a hundred turnips <laughs> If you check with uh, Tom Nook, you can sell these for a pretty penny, but the price changes twice a day. And they're like, okay. And they like went and they checked, and they're like, oh, my God. And they were back, and they're like, we made 10,000 bells. Like, yes. Now save that many. And I on Sunday, buy more. Up. You're basically, are you trying to convert them to be a little, like, turnip farmers for you? Oh, no, not for me. I, I've I've put plenty of seed money into their, their stock farm. Seed money. Um, yeah, but uh, I, in return though, they've sent me occasional furniture and things they think I would like. I got my first uh, jail cell bars 
from my mom, and I was like, thanks so much, mom. I actually need this for my island because I'm making a pirate ship. So I, I put now I have like a little jail cell. Um, it's yeah, called a brig, Kraken. Oh my god! Actually, no, it's off. We built it into the cliffside, and it's where I store my loot. All right, it's my hidden. I was gonna say which which board. animal do you keep in the bars? Which which one are you racist against? That's what I was. Uh, okay, I'm I'm well, pretty I would sure have to be racist against all of that animal. You're, you're probably racist against Rizzo, I can, aren't you? I could dislike a specific animal. You cannot. And not, no, you can't. All animals are created equal. Okay, I meant villager. I, I can dislike a specific <laughs> villager without hating all you know squirrels or something, right? I don't know about that one. I'm not sure about that. Oh, okay. So do you love every single villager on your, your every island? Every single <sighs> villager. Even Rizzo. Of course. of course. Even Rizzo the rat. Who the heck is Rizzo? Rizzo's a rat. The rat? And he's kind of a dick, but I do like Rizzo. Let me let me look him up. He's uh, Rizzo He's sort of a dick. Rat. I, uh... All my <laughs> that's just a Muppet character. Yeah, it basically is. Um, oh yeah. No, it Isn't literally that the is. One that, no, I know. I know. He, like it is, ice I skates know. on butter. I remember him. Yeah. It, oh, I do not like Rizzo. The design is that their hair is also a mustache. What the what the hell? It's not. Like like I said, when I met him and he moved in, I went fuck. But I got to know him, <laughs> and he's nice. And I was like, okay, Rizzo, uh, I've moved all of my villagers to the Venice canals that I made on my island, but. Uh-huh. I didn't move Rizzo. I left Rizzo on the other side of the island. So, so then you're <laughs> the worst offender. I have not done the thing you're describing. This is a, just a you thing that you've put on me. It sounds to me that you're putting uh, villagers behind bars, and that's... No, I have my gold bars behind bars. That was what I said. You're, you heard I put villagers behind you're bars. You're wrongfully imprisoning <laughs> other, an oh, no. other animals. Yeah. Oh, crap. That's what it sounds like. I just remembered. What? There was a, there was a star shower... That I completely whiffed on. Oh, you, damn you it. didn't come back the next day to get your stars? No. You can. You I can remember, like, you can always go back it, in time. I'm not, Kryken. I'm not a cheater. I'm not, not a cheater. No. I, I like how you guys have pinned me as the icon of a cheater in Animal Crossing when I literally have not done that since day one. I know. And everyone else I know. Here's the thing. Everyone else I know does it all the time. Here's the thing. The only time, the thing, it, the time that it would benefit you the most to time travel is the very first day. <laughs> It's the very first, and you did it. You I did, because cheated. I was streaming it. The game just launched. Everyone's like, oh, I guess we're done. And I'm like, oh, let's see what tomorrow looks like. And then I stopped within 30 minutes afterwards. Mm. If you stop back, within 30 minutes of murdering somebody, you still, you're still a murderer. True, you're still okay. a murderer. Um, look, I you murdered the integrity of Animal Crossing. I, my morality is intact, okay? If you have an issue with that, then... <laughs> I don't yeah, know. murderers probably think that they're more yeah, they're intact too. Sociopaths say the same thing. Um, the uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I uh, I know lots of people that are time traveling all the time, and every single day I I am tempted. But what separates me from the animals is that I do not give in to my temptation. I I uh, I'm able to control myself. Uh, some call it self control. Uh, Lauren, our crack is not even listening. He's just uh, yeah, no, he's he's texting. He's texting. He's, um, he's probably thinking about time travel. <clears throat> Bruce, you bring I up. I was, but I was also listening. <laughs> I have two ears. Uh, I have a I have a deeply moral and troublingly philosophical question for both. Uh huh. Of you. Absolutely. Uh, this occurred to me while watching Clone Wars because I'm I'm still in season one, but really really enjoying it. Um, is there some metric in the Star Wars universe, Bruce? Maybe this concerns you. Uh huh. Uh, where a an animal is deemed, or a species or a race or whatever, is deemed sentient, and thus killing them is murder? 
Um, not only asking because of Episode 2 and all that, but, like, there are no, a numerous species in Star Wars that can communicate but maybe aren't intelligent enough for space travel or something like that. So when are... And if... Like, at what point, if they attack you, is that considered, like, you're allowed to, to like, uh, attack them back or kill them back? Yeah. Or when do you have to just be like, oh, they're just animals and that's just what they do? I don't know. Is there is there a grand count moral council that decides when killing something is, like, you're just putting down an unruly animal? Or you're actually killing something with sentience that has, like, life and reason and morality? Well, well uh, I'm kind of confused by, if they attack you, don't you have right to attack them back? Like, what is the... I guess it's more in the in the context of like Jedi, and I guess they're not supposed to kill ever if they can avoid it. Mm-hmm. I'm just more like I was more thinking like there were there were ra- like I guess Tusken Raiders or Sand People yeah. are one of them. There was also this other species that like could communicate but didn't have like a full language. But like, are you allowed to just sort of like if you wanted to? Because like if if we want to like build houses somewhere, we don't give a shit. We just kick all the animals out and build houses there. Yeah. And some of them die and we don't care. Uh because we've just decided that humans kinda get to do whatever they want. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I think I think what the prequels were missing, now that you you mentioned that, uh similar to the whole, you know, mitochondrian reader thing, what, they need a sentience reader, you know? Like you, they hold up a a a little beeper and they're like, hmm. This one is sufficiently wild. We can murder them without moral impetus. They just go, go ham. Like if Anakin had that, there wouldn't have been a problem with the whole Tusken Raider thing. Well, it's just, you know, it's it's all you got to do is is find that 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 gray area that you're describing. Well, some, I, are you looking hmm. for examples? Somebody in Lawrence, well, so, somebody in Lawrence's chat yeah. say apply the Harkness test. Uh, What's the Harkness? Test? I don't know. Uh, somebody's have to Google it. The, it's the Harkness test. It's H A H A R K N E S S. Um, but I assume it's like the Turing test where it's like discovering sentience for a robot, but, um, discovering sentience for an animal. Um, either way, when the empire is in charge, uh, empire, the empire basically like puts anything into slavery except for humans, just so you know, um, they hate everybody except for humans. Uh, but if the Republic is in charge, then yes, they probably have a test to determine whether or not Mm. a species is sentient. And can we kill them without feeling bad? <laughs> um, or you just feel bad for a little bit, and then you give yourself permission to stop yeah, feeling uh, bad. What it, What is the the best gray area we can think of? I, I mean, droids for one. I think you can make an, a case for like droids never really got good treatment in any Star Wars. You know, it's really unclear if they are like free will acting or just purely, you know, made to serve. Because you can wipe their memory and do whatever the hell you want with them. Um, and they don't really go into that. <laughs> they just kind of like, that's just the way it is. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, I don't know. Next to that, I, I, for some reason, I think of that little like performing thing uh, uh, in Jabba's palace. You know, like the little rat? It's a Salacious Crumb. Oh. He yeah. eats those guys. Oh, no, no. No, not Salacious Crumb. Yeah. Not Salacious Crumb. Oh, the little, the little like frog boys yeah. that are in the yes, little the frog, bubbly the container? Frog boys. And Because in the Mandalorian, remember the, the guys that got eaten? It was those guys. It was the little rat boys. They were like, oh, no, I'm next. They're going to eat me. Yeah. And they, they're, like, showing them, like, roasting one. Those guys are totally capable of speech and, like, everything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> those those little guys are probably as smart as us. And just because they're small, they got to eat all the time. Well, you know. Well, I think the, the huts are obviously not of questionable morality. So it makes sense that they may eat living, sentient creatures. But, the Harkness test, okay, has been spelled out. But sorry about that. In The Mandalorian, wasn't there also just, like... 
pe random people eating them too. It wasn't just huts. It was like villagers. Mm. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, it was yeah, like it was like right. a trade thing. They're just trading, you know, roasted <laughs> greedo or what his name was. Well, the, and the Ewoks wanted to eat people. Uh, they is did. It, yeah, they they yeah, they, ate they, were, they were gonna roast. Yeah, they had stormtroopers. Yeah, they did. Yes. When? When they killed them. So okay. So the, well, yeah, no, and 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 really, the the events of, of Return of the Jedi are very troubling because. Uh, it was only by impersonating a deity that the, the Ewoks... Well, I guess they also wanted to defend their planet. Oh, shit, you're right. But if you think about it from the terms of the Empire, here is a feral race that eats humans. But they still communicate. But they're depicted as being, you know, not spacefaring or, or of uh, galactic space... Oh, know, my God. Sucks. Sorry, some dude some dude knocked his ass out trying to toss a keg Come over... Come on, let's uh, make it... Oh. Mm, that sucks. I hate... Ooh, to the back of the head too. Oh my god. Oh, oh. Anyway. Anyway, can you kill Ewoks or not? Um, I guess what it comes yes. down. I mean, I vote yeah. yeah if they're coming to eat you, well, you can they, definitely kill them. And they absolutely can speak with each other. And they've built a society. They, they built a society. Yeah, no. yeah. They, they play sing. music. They have culture. Yeah, no. They definitely sing. Um, so yes, you can you can kill an Ewok if you want to. That said, though, okay. I don't know that you should kill an Ewok because they're good. They are not evil. Are they though? They are absolutely. They are. They're cannibals. They were. Well, they're not cannibals because they're eating oh, okay, something else. Know, yeah. They're eating something else. Okay. Um, but they're potentially hostile indigenous tribe. They're hostile to people that were invading their planet. Right. But was Han and whoever invading originally? They just kind of popped in. I mean, well, we're not talking about Han and Leia, Han, Luke, and Leia, because they're good. We're talking. <laughs> you saying they didn't eat them because they're good? Yes. The Ewoks don't have a have an idea of good. They were like Lawrence said. They were tricked into thinking they were deities. They know good and evil. And that mm, I say that I, well, I say the Ewoks know good and evil. Mm. Mm. So the I mean, <laughs> really, the believe that the Ewoks ugh, we Ewoks wanted to Leia because she gave them something to eat, right? Which kind of implies they're kind of like wolves or dogs in terms mm -hmm. of how they regard people. Um, Han is questionably good. Yeah, not nobody into Return of the Jedi. What are you talking about? He shot first. Uh, <laughs> that was in A New Hope. Same, same Han. He had been. What, you think? He had been redeemed. Oh, he learned, and so the murder doesn't count. He had okay. been redeemed because. Oh, I because of what? What, what redeemed his murder? Uh, well, for saving Luke. Uh, yeah, he uh, came back at the end of the, the Death Star. New Hope. At the Death Star, yeah. And that wiped the slate clean of McClunky. Yes, he killed McClunky, dude. <laughs> His name's not McClunky. He says McClunky. Yeah, though. he does say it, but that's a word in Rodian. McClunky. <laughs> oh, if you're so smart, what does McClunky mean in Rodian, Bruce? I actually don't know offhand, but if you Google it, you'll find out. It's I'm, so. Why would he say his own name to someone? Yeah, it's not his name. That's what Pokemon do. Uh, I can't argue with that. But it's not McClunky it's, meaning. It's not a Pokemon. Translated. This will be the end of you. Also, the word McClunky. It was used by Sebulba. <laughs> Oh, that's really? what? that's stupid. McClunky means this will be the end of you. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's really dumb. It's really McClunky. <laughs> it's, it's the dumbest thing in the world. It's a threat. <laughs> I remember when I saw that they because people were like tweeting about how they added McClunky to it, and I was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is McClunky?" And and then I went and watched it, and I went, "Are you shitting me? How do they add this to a fucking classic film? They added the word McClunky." McClunky. Oh, gosh. 
That kills me. Why do they keep ruining you, the movie I love? Wait, Bruce, have you played Knights of the Republic? Uh, uh, yes, I have, but it was many, many years ago. All right, you got to stream it again because the the alien dialogue of of all aliens really in that game is like equally meme worthy. It is so good. Oh, really? Okay. All right. Oh yeah, I you would love this game if you play it again. All right, I will. We've been playing uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic too. Lawrence, uh, Rahul, Jacob, and I. And, oh really? And it's really like I like I like that game. Is it is it a good? I, I mean, eh, I'm a good. Yeah. It's it is it is fun with friends. I enjoy it with friends. Um, and I enjoyed it when I played it on my own years ago when it, when it came out, but I don't know that it's... Lawrence, what do you... I, I don't think it's good. It's it's old, so it's, it's unfair to judge it by what we've been playing so far, because we're playing, like, launch content. Um, once we get into the, the newer expansions, I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. But, uh, yeah, right now, you know, it's, it's a World of Warcraft reskin, which is fine. Yeah. Because um, it has... Boy, does it have Star Wars all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's not. I don't know that it's worth getting back into or anything, but it's uh, it is fun to play and make fun of with friends. Yeah, that's a that's a, it's a good game. Speaking of old things, um, don't let me don't let me PM too much all over this place. Um, do you guys have strong feelings about? Well, let's see here. We got a couple of old games popping back up. There's the Tony X Pro Skater thing and then Halo 2 Anniversary. And oh, also, the you culling. Want to talk about, yes, please talk about oh, the culling. The culling. Let's I'm, talk I'm about the culling. Yeah, because I don't know what this is. Mm. Mm. I was waiting for this. All right, let's 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 break it open. Um, so, uh, some of you may have heard that the culling is coming back um, after many sleepless nights of us waiting for that game to resurface uh, again. Um, I loved that game, by the way, when it first came out. I was I was a big fan. Right? I played a ton of it. It, it was it was a good game yeah. when, when it first launched, um, and then I think riding off of the high of being one of the first successful battle royale titles, uh, the studio was like, "Oh my god, let's make another one." For some reason, and so they, <laughs> within I think a couple months of the first Culling being released in early access, they pivoted and said, "All right, here's the Culling Two, where you rem- removed all of the." Iconic features such as the melee combat of the Culling One, and made it more like PUBG. Oh, that's what sells, right? Got it. Got it. And everyone's like, "Why did you do this?" And then the Culling Two flopped, and they ended up canceling it. I think one of the fastest games to be canceled after release ever. Um, <laughs> and then that retroactively, I think, screwed over the first one. And then they re-released the first one as a free-to-play with a whole new model around microtransactions. Uh, and like you know, skins and perks and classes. This sounds like my kind of game. Let's play it, right? Yeah. And then that one flopped Ooh. and got canceled. Okay, all right. So then there was no culling, and everyone's like, "All right, good riddance." They 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 buffed that one. Uh, it went until t- now, Bruce. Until yesterday, uh-huh. and then thank the Lord, the the studio behind the culling made a video, and they said, "Look, you've we've been getting DMs." The last three years about <laughs> when are you bringing the culling back? And and they and they're like, you know what, boy, have I got uh, good news for you. We're bringing it back now. The culling origins. It's not a new game. They're remaking the old one, but with a twist. The twist is, uh, it costs five dollars now if instead of free, unless you bought it before for the thirty bucks. Or you played it when it was free to play. Sure, got it. Then you already own it. Okay, cool. Okay. I'm in. Let's play. Uh, well, okay. We could play for maybe 10 minutes. Um, because... Wait, why? The only... 
rule of it is uh, everyone that owns the game gets one match per day. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What do you mean one match? You can play one online match a day. What like a, and then, is a battle royale? Are we talking a battle royale match? Yes, a battle royale. How long? Match. How long so, does that last? If you die right away, then you're, a minute. That's it. Okay, you're then done. You're done for the day. All right. Yeah. Well, what what happens um, if I want to play again? Well, you have to win, Bruce. If you win, if you win, <laughs> uh-huh. okay. If you're good, okay, you'll get a win, which will give you a token, okay, which you can use to play another match. Wait, wait. So <gasps> what happens? Wait, hold on a minute. So there's a hundred people. And if uh-huh. I'm the one out of a hundred that wins, I get a token to play again. You get to play a whole nother match. Wait, wait. What, what about if I'm one of the ninety-nine that lost? Then you come back tomorrow, or <laughs> or that's not all, Bruce. Uh-huh. If you really want to play more, what you could just pay five bucks and you'll get like ten tokens, and you get ten days of playing the game. Wait, wait. Ten days or ten matches. 10 games. Ten, yeah, sorry, like. 10 matches. 10 matches. Oh. Okay. Oh, no, wait. So only yeah. 10 matches for $5? Each token, each token is a match. I, I, I forget. There's a, there's a graphic we can pull up of all of the, the breakdown. But it's something like $1 gets you like three matches, three tokens. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like $5 gets you like 10 matches. Uh, and then you can pay like $10 for a whole like month of, of matches. Or, or, you know, like, it's subscription pay-to-play <laughs> of a game that historically has struggled to hold a player base, even when it was free-to-play. That, this is, this is what is shocking to me, is, like, it, it, I think if you look on Steam right now, I want, I want to see current, concurrent oh, players. Culling players? The culling. I believe they had an all-time high over the last two days of, oh, six people. Yep. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty there's, good. Yeah, there there's three people that played an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> and then over the course of the last day of the launch, six people played. Um under this new model that they just announced. That's uh they sound but they're, they're growing though, right? That's on the upswing. I don't I mean, if you waited in a lobby all day, you might and everyone else no, you would still need <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, a lot more. Ninety-four people, like thirty times the people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. There's no. There's no words. I. What possessed this it's, developer? It's the single biggest <laughs> blunder I've ever yeah, seen yeah. <laughs> in regards to like a marketing strategy. And unless this is like their plan was to like do this bullshit, get all the press, and then step it back to free to play again. But like they've already fucked up four times. Yeah. No one trusts them. <laughs> Why would they start with this again? Let me let me throw out an idea. Yeah, hit it. Would that mo- would that model be awesome if like let's say let's say to play a game is 50 cents. You get 100 people in there. That's some impossible level of math. Um that I don't think any living human could just compute it's, on their it's own. It's $50. Yeah, it's impossible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's say that what if uh, they took in that money and then like 90% of it got paid out to first, second, and third place. Oh, okay. Would that would that be an interesting so model? I don't know gambling. Like what the legality of that we're is. We're gambling. It's a game of skill, not a game of chance. <laughs> um, it's kind of like running a tournament or something like that. I know a lot of fighting game tournaments. Yeah, no, it's your hackers would eviscerate. Oh, them. well, yeah, there's cheaters for sure. I just, is there anything that happens like that 
like in a video game? I know there was like one um, versus one hundred way back in the day where you could like win. Or what was the what was the 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 app that everybody used for like two weeks and then you never heard from again? Oh, um, the trivia one, right? Oh. That, yeah, 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 yeah. What was the name of that trivia app? God, remember that shit? Well, it was uh. it was supported by a guy who was like supporting Donald Trump or something, and everybody backed off of it. Oh, that's why. Okay, HQ. That's HQ. what it was. There we go. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Did anyone actually get paid out of that? Because it was. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. People did. Okay, yeah, they did. Absolutely. I remember it was pretty brilliant where you would like you would play, and they would only pay you out if you got a certain minimum, which meant that it was nearly impossible to hit that uh, minimum. You'd have to play mm-hmm. like all the time, to even get a payout. Uh, which I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Um, anyway, I uh, would theoretically would a model like that be interesting to you guys? Where you have to like put in a trivial amount of money, but if you win, you you could actually win cash money. Uh. Yeah. Hmm. I think I don't really want that out of a game. I think I yeah. that yeah. that to me is more like a like poker gambling Vegas sort of activity. Um, it sounds to me like I mean that's an interesting mechanic, and I would be I would kind of like go hmm, interesting, uh, but but this this mechanic that they've actually put forth is just that's just downright scummy, because I don't like I, I'm trying to figure out what would possess somebody to try this. Like maybe I guess maybe they're just like well we fucked up so many times now that we have to try something so groundbreaking and radical mm-hmm. that maybe it'll catch like maybe it'll all of a sudden it'll catch and go viral. I, That's I, the only way they got investment money. They were no, able. Oh, I was I was talking to my friends about this actually because the the thing that's shocking to me is that they the studio still exists to go around for like a round four on this, uh, and that, that they're still trying after like three object failures that have gone down in gaming history as like some of the worst flops of a of a title launch um and i think it's just because their original game launch was so successful that you can make a killer deck with that like you go to an investor and you're like look when we launch this game here's all the people we got you know this genre is now fortnite like you know it's it's so easy to spin this as a we are the grandfathers of the battle royale genre. So yeah. give us your money and we'll do it an, an, again. And like pe- suckers will believe that and then they'll they'll buy into it and they end up like cuz I mean, okay, if they use the same numbers they got for the original uh culling, right? The same concurrent players all sort of stuff and they applied it to this new monetization model, which I guarantee you they've done some mapping out of what it could theoretically pay out if their numbers were equivalent to what they were starting out with. Right. I'm sure they're making boatloads of money. And they go to an investor and they're like, you give us this money, we'll give you back this insane payout for any game. Nothing makes this much money per user as we could (laughs) with this heinous market like monetization system. And they're like, okay, you guys need to know what you're doing for some reason. And then they just did it. And I, oh God, it's like, I don't know, man. It, I, I try to I try not to shit on companies or, or like business decisions because I think everyone's just trying like doing their best for the most part and like there's a lot of learning to be had. But by God, sometimes decisions are made that you just can't fathom how they happen. I, I just think it was I think it was just a bunch of people being like, if this if this hits, if if we get it right and people like it, it's going to be massive. We're going to make billions yep. of dollars. So they had to try, <laughs> and. Uh, because like they tried, yeah. they tried everything else um, that, like I guess regular gamers knew, and it didn't work. They kept failing. So then they're like, "All right, something entirely new and different. 
go. And then they, they wrote a bunch of ideas on a whiteboard and somebody was mm-hmm. like, because Lawrence is, Lawrence is onto it, I think. If they had just, if they do cash prizes, then you might have something, maybe, you know? Uh, I think that bites off kind of to Kraken's point about cheating and he, who even knows how you regulate that sort of thing. Oh yeah, no, totally. I, um, I think right away it would be banned in all of Europe because they yeah. have a lot of laws against gambling and it wouldn't be gambling winning money it's mm. it's a game of skill well their their version of gambling is a lot more broad and it's caused oh, a lot of trouble true. for like loot boxes for example right are like being yeah. cracked down upon over there so i don't think that would fly uh just kind of legally but um i don't know it, it's just to me if they if they looked objectively at what caused their other games to fail and then doubled down on what caused it to fail we'd get what they just put out now like (laughs) instead of pivoting and saying oh we learned our lesson here's you know we're finally like listening to you guys it's you know just a shameless dragging across the coals of (laughs) commerce it really is it really is i uh yeah i don't know i um i wonder how big is does anybody know how big the culling studios is or like whoever's publishing and making this game Uh, i i know the studio name um because it's got to be, what, like maybe 30, 40 people? And then there's probably like a, a room full of 10 people that made this decision. And I can't believe they're still even allowed to get money from investors <laughs> to to make this game. Um, I just It's blowing my mind. Because The Calling was such a great idea initially. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Just uh, totally fucked it up. Just totally fucked it up. I don't know. Uh, but speaking of which, I'm, I am announcing that uh, my streams will now be, um, uh, you have to pay 50 cents to watch one hour. Are we five? Oh, I was going to say five minutes. No, no. Well, that first that's hour should be free. No. Also, Bruce, I did this bit last <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. You did it last, last night. Stream. You did it last night. I told you I did this I know. I completely forgot. I completely forgot. You me off. I didn't rip you off. I don't even know what you did, all right? I wasn't watching. I don't care. I mean, is that even a joke, though? Because you can literally do that on Twitch. You can just do sub-only streams. That's true. Yeah, first that's true. hour is is free, yeah. and then and they, after I think that, it's like five. Like, Bye. And you just turn on the <laughs> I mean, even if even if you do a sub only stream, there's like a, a window where people can watch for free, and then a little window pops up being like, "Okay, you're done. You want to pay or not?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, if you think about any stream, man, to make a purchasing decision after like five minutes sounds like the most asinine thing. It really does. I know that it's for like supposed to be for like super high production things. That if you watch mm-hmm. a little bit, you're just so blown away. Um, but yeah, Twitch I mean, doesn't really. That's, there's not really a market for that on Twitch right now. I've seen a little bit of it. I mean, this this really? is maybe more in my particular wheelhouse. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like DJs and music producers coming to Twitch mm. to do their sets and things like that. And I could see if a DJ mm. had like a really good set for like two hours or something like that, and you listen to five minutes of it, and you're like, yeah, those yeah. jams. I'll sub to this, totally. or you'll drop a Prime sub or something like that. Yeah, that's um, yeah, I like that in theory. It's just it's, uh, audience discoverability is gonna be really hard when you can't just link something and watch it. Yeah. Know? And the the thing that I that I talked or the thing that I figured out just experimenting with subling streams is it it craters your average weekly viewers, mm. uh, right? Oh, which yeah. has has implications in other in other ways. Yeah, so it's, it's weird that Twitch <laughs> cares a lot about that number, but also releases a system that like gimps that number, <laughs> and then it's like yeah, uh, it, they should be able to compartmentalize, but I don't know, it's weird. It would be nice, um, mm. yeah, because I I remember talking to a few. Um, like uh, PR agents and stuff like that, negotiating like sponsor deals, and they would give me a rate based on my average viewers, and be like, "Well, well, hold on, like 
those average viewers are complicated because of blah blah and they were like but don't we whatever here's your rate matter, and that yeah. was it that doesn't matter at all yeah they they obviously i understand they don't have the time to like consider multi-tiers of uh of uh, analytics or whatever. They just go to a website and whatever number it spits out, that's mm -hmm. what they use. Because I'm I'm one of like 400 people that they're talking to. I noticed that uh, Kitsune in my chat just gave me uh, 100 bits and said, here's the payment. So Kitsune is allowed to continue watching, but the rest of you are not. So yep. I just want to make sure that... Goodbye, everyone. That isn't Kitsune. <laughs> Please thank you for, for coming by. Everybody's away. I mean, like, the uh, I was talking with Sark about this the other day because Sark was like, He's like, man, I love watching these clips of streamers begging their audience where they're like, uh, well, not even begging. They're more like, uh, guys, you know that um, in order for me to play Call of Duty, somebody has to donate $10 or I will not play Call of Duty. Getting really indignant about yeah, it. Yeah. And, and, or, or making ultimatums with their, yeah, their audience. And, that's, yeah. and they're, all their audience is like, well, all right, peace. <laughs> Later, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I forget it was one of them was Wings of Redemption. It was just like, just shut it. He was like, oh, that's yeah. it. I'm done. I'm good. Uh, and uh, it blew my mind. And it was the same with, was it Invader V? Invader V just did the same thing where she was like, guys, $5 is not that much. $5, like, oh, yeah, you're just sitting there watching Twitch. <laughs> and uh, you know what? You could have been out there uh, making money. And it's, you should just be giving me the $5 because it's it's nothing. You know, it can't even buy a meal for five dollars, <laughs> and it blew my mind that people could. I just can't believe that people could do that. I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure what it is. Well, not not that I'm ascribing too much intent or, or mastermindery behind it, but something that I think a lot about is for people who are trying to grow their base or, or whatever. You don't you don't kind of crack into your point about discoverability. You're never going to get seen if you're just another dude playing Call of Duty. So. I can. It makes sense to me that after two years of playing COD for like fifteen people, that eventually you you know I feel like you get there by steps of getting increasingly frustrated that one the audience that is watching you all the time isn't financially supporting you, or that you're not growing. So I mean that's one way. That's one way to get your name out there is to get out the, on the top of, of live stream mm -hmm. fail. Um, that's a good point. I wonder about that. I feel like we're going to see more and more people acting out. Uh, to, that's to that's kind already of draw been a thing, unfortunately. I think for like the last couple of years, is oh really? Luckily, not as prevalent as it could be. But you're right; it it could always get worse. <laughs> so, no, that, that, yeah, Lawrence is. I mean, you might be right, Lawrence. It's like that, and then and then at that point, you're risking your, I guess, your reputation online and the next probably the next year of your life for people remembering what you did. I mean, I also saw mm. somebody in my in my chat Kitsune was like when we were talking about the culling uh they were like hey uh, i got an idea let's start a website where we sell csgo skins but i own that website and then i'll show and i take a piece of it and then i'll show it on stream and show you guys <laughs> how to use the website that happened years ago that was a that that, yeah. that was a and it, it, like it was was it t martin and syndicate i think it was and mm -hmm. and <sighs> like it blew my mind and people right away forgot about it didn't matter like they, yep. they moved on everything mm -hmm. everything was fine so well, and also their their demographic was largely underage or yeah. or significantly underage, and they willingly willingly did not disclose their connections. I think the other part is they they manipulated the odds to show themselves winning, and then oh, yeah, they yeah, were, that's that's the real heinous stuff in my opinion. Oh, like, totally, yeah. I mean, um, oh god. Yeah, and then and then yeah, also like knowingly advertised those services to. An audience that it could be partially underage. It's yeah. There's there's many layers of that that are excessively scummy. But you're right. It blew over really quickly. It, uh, yeah. It's it's amazing what online creators can 
I guess it's what is it? Hypernormalization? That's just kind of yeah. where we are now. There's so much, so much insane shit happening every day that you really don't have the time to worry about some dude uh, hawking gambling services to children anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just it was just it just kind of blew my mind. Um, but I mean, hey, you know what? Hey, if they're if they're sorry, and they moved on, and they've never done it again, okay, I get it. I guess it could have been an honest mistake. They could have gotten built by. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know the story. So uh, it's just it was one of those things where, yeah, I, after a few weeks, it blows over and they moved on. So and, and Invader V, I'm sure Invader V's viewers are through the roof right now. Everybody's watching to see what you'll say and uh, how. I don't know how long that'll last, but I guess it probably worked, like Lawrence said. So maybe. Um, I, I do think that like if enough people do it, it loses its it loses its traction. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to laugh at this one person today on livestream fail, and then uh, and then tomorrow there's someone else, and then it just becomes a, a war like a race to the bottom sort of of, of negative behavior. Uh, I feel like Logan Paul was sort of the the child of YouTube in that regard, um, of a bunch of people like all the like kissing pranks that fucking um, teens would do. Oh no, oh, no. sorry, <laughs> watching a video oh, of some no. dude. He almost made it. Yeah, wiping out on a motorcycle. Um, I feel like uh, I, I'm curious where Twitch will go because, you know, it's it's crowded. It's getting more crowded, especially Corona and everything like that. So it's the, the fight the fight for slices of the Twitch pie is going to get more intense and people are going to push the limits as far as they can just to attract attention. So I'm kind of perversely curious about what that's going to look like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up a, uh, a gameplay with you guys later this week in the culling. If you guys want to play with me <laughs> at 50 cents sure. a pop. Come on, Kraken. I... I was actually considering uh, <laughs> that'd be funny to stream one game and then end stream. <laughs> we should uh, once we run out of tokens, we just stop. I mean, there we get one token. It's not. It's not that we run out of tokens. <laughs> we get. We all get one. We get one game, and we get to play for the five minutes that takes, and then and then it's over. So, I. You know what? Maybe I'll try. I don't really want to. Maybe I'll try. I don't want to give them the attention. Though. I. I, I, I don't. I don't either. I don't either. I, Let yeah. me. Let me sweeten the pot a little okay, bit. Okay, all right. Gentlemen, yeah, yeah. how do you feel about uh, culling stream, sub-only stream? <laughs> oh, let's just shoot all of our collective selves in the foot. So people now got a sub to watch that 25-minute stream, Wait a minute, I, and then yeah. we're done. I just had a better idea. How about, a la Wings of Redemption, we play the culling, but our viewers have to pay for our tokens. <laughs> So then if we lose tokens... <laughs> we, we keep playing as long as we're yeah. getting paid for. <laughs> as long as they give us 50 bits or whatever it is, 50 cents. No, because then we're paying the culling studio and I don't want that. <laughs> but only like $5. Is, is that too much? I mean, You're afraid they might, they might yeah, be able to buy a cup of coffee? I don't want to give any good idea. And then like next thing we know, that an article, top streamers like already loving our new monetization system. Look at all the, you know... The viewers paying for them to keep going. This is the perfect setup. We've set up a new way now so they can pay directly into your game wallet. Like it's, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be a part of that. I, uh, yeah. Damn it, Kraken's right. Fuck, Kraken's <laughs> right. But I don't. But I would love to try that. I would love to see because I mean, like, like, like Lawrence said, it's like you make maybe five bucks, six bucks. But I think it'd be funny if nobody would pay you the fifty cents to keep playing the culling and you had to stop. <laughs> I, think that, I, I think that would be fun <laughs> oh man that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> right it would be great um, it would <laughs> but Kraken won't do it I understand why it makes sense uh, 
Makes sense. Stupid principles. Makes sense, Kraken. Uh, Kraken, what if, what if, uh, let's say there's a there's another reality where the calling on your channel gets in its current form gets so popular that merely by streaming it once a week you have the financial freedom to do whatever you want the rest of the time. Would you would you do it, or would you be so morally opposed that you would not support or plug that game at all? It's a hard uh, world to imagine. <laughs> um, I think I would do it while making fun of it, like I always kind of do, and then tell people I don't really like the game. It would be kind so of a would, sad stream. <laughs> you would stream it, the audience would be throwing mountains of cash at you, I would, be would be confused. I think is the answer. I would be, I would be very confused as to why this game, out of all games, which I would probably argue to be the least entertaining of the content that I put out, to be the one that elicits financial success, and then I would question the judgment of every viewer, and that would only make them make them support more. <laughs> Well, this and is going to get you to the top of live stream fail. Yeah, you're going to be screaming at your viewers, telling them to stop watching you and telling them that they're trash and have bad taste. And meanwhile, you know, that, you're going to get it elevated. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're going to It's going to be like that restaurant. People are going to show up to get insulted by you. Well, I may uh have to get off and do some prep for my next stream. Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, no problem. It's a great idea. Is it the culling? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big idea guy. What is it? The, is it the culling 2? What is it? The culling? No, it's the culling origins. I don't know. I it might just be the culling. I don't know how they're. The I have no idea what the what how it's even listed. It's I saw origins under the, the <laughs> icon. Sigh. Somebody somebody gave Lawrence a hundred bits to not play the culling, which oh, I uh, well that's a thing too. I guess. I mean, it's in the balances now though. If somebody gives me hundred bits to play the culling, that just gets us back to zero, <laughs> where I am playing the culling. So. Right. That makes sense. You guys have to fight with each other. I know. This is this is my grand plan. Uh, as much as as in weeks past, I talked about how I do like to incite uh, antagonism and conflict with all of my friendly relationships in life. Mm -hmm. I also need every single viewer I have to fight with each other in money uh, for issues that don't concern me at all. So um, I need people to donate a lot to play the culling, and then also donate a lot to not play the culling, mm. and then I will arbitrarily decide when it's neuralized itself out, and I don't have to do either. That one. makes sense. Sounds like so. If you guys could, if you guys could start cheering, that would be great. I've started. <laughs> I've started a website where I'm going to sell Valorant skins. Uh, and <laughs> does Valorant even have skins yet? Uh, it does have skins. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know that you can. Oh, okay. It doesn't have a market that I don't think you can sell on them like like CS:GO does. <laughs> but <laughs> not yet. Not yet, but it will. Um, it's it's been amazing seeing people like spool up all of this support for Valorant because I can tell. Like, especially in, like, the esports commentary community and stuff like that, everyone's trying to, like, land rush and, and like, plant, this, plant the flag in the ground early um, just because everyone expects it to be a big thing. It's, it's interesting how, like, yeah, self-guided engines can kind of work that way, how people who are desperate to make a name, and I sh maybe I shouldn't characterize it that way, but people who really hope that this is the next big thing try to, like, they announce whole shows with all branding and, like, weekly production cycles, and it's, like, it's in beta, come on. Um, but yeah, it's fun to see how people, I guess, really want to build their empires on, on the next big thing. I guess, I guess that's a better plan than doing nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's always, <clears throat> that's what television shows do. That's how they prep. They spend millions of dollars on crew and writing and acting and, you know, production and all other stuff. And then they hope that it'll do well. Um, it's, uh, it's very weird. It's the same with movies. Movies, you know, 
movies you spend a hundred million dollars on, and you're hoping that the movie's gonna gonna. Are you saying everything is a gamble? I'm saying basically everything is a gamble, unless you're Kraken and you play the culling on your stream coming up later. Then it's, and then it's, it's money guaranteed profit. It's guaranteed, guaranteed profit. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, we've reached the end of the podcast. So, That's why I'm yawning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we want to say goodbye to YouTube. Uh, oh, this Hi, I, YouTube. I, by the way, here's the intro. Talk to the internet number 28. There we go. I forgot. Got it. Oh, thank God. We almost missed it. I got it in. <laughs> it's funny. This morning I was doing some house chores and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to do the intro today. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get in there and I'm going to do it. And then I, I just didn't at all. Oh, <laughs> Not well, even a little that's bit. all right. I forgot too. So welcome to talk to the internet number 28. Okay. Bye YouTube. <laughs> bye YouTube. <laughs>